Before we get started on Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine, we'd like to tell you about the Miracle Moments Luncheon to benefit Easter Seals UCP Port Health. Earfluence, which produces this podcast, is a proud sponsor, and we'd like you to join us May 1st, 2024 at 1130 Eastern Time at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary. This event helps raise funds and awareness for the life-changing direct services provided to more than 40,000 children, adults, and families living with disabilities, mental health, and substance challenges so they can live their best lives. We'll put more information on Easter Seals and the luncheon in the show notes, but again, that's Wednesday, May 1st at 1130 at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary, and we hope to see you there. Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batched bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit oldraleydistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. Can you imagine being the person on the eighth floor of an apartment building and you just accidentally burn your bread that night right. or you leave something a little too long and you've smoked up your own kitchen, but now your whole community has to be a back. I mean, exactly. Like if you use an air fryer, like mine sets the smoke alarm off all the time. Yeah, they would take your air fryer <laughs> away from you. It would, would be done. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. Our MO is telling stories no one else is telling. So this podcast is where you get the inside access to stories you won't read anywhere else. So let's dive into some of Raleigh Magazine's biggest stories. As your go-to source for all things Raleigh and Food and Bev, we have some big scoop to share on the cool new stuff just opening and stuff coming soon. Joining me to dish on all this is Raleigh Magazine Editor-in-Chief, Melissa Housem. Melissa? Thanks for having me. Uh, clearly, summer isn't laid back in Raleigh. I mean, I just got back in town after a one-week hiatus, and like at least three things opened last week. So, And of course, uh, the magazine was invited to all of them, and I didn't get to You go. missed all of them. <laughs> you missed everything. It's so funny how it all happened over like the same three-day period. Yeah. And we were all trying to figure out who's doing what. Every month, I think our city can't keep up the pace of new projects announced and openings. But there are no signs of a summer slowdown here. Madre kicked it all off, um, opening at Smoky Hollow with a three-night soft opening celebration for friends and family. And let me tell you, everybody who was anybody was there. Nice. Um we broke this story in September of 2021. I know. Can you believe that? Getting this story is kind of how we get most of our stories, but I can't believe it's been two years. That's sort of crazy and also why it was, um, you know, tragic, for lack of a better word, that I didn't get to go to the soft opening because you and I, you know, standing on the on, in the hollow literally two years ago this month uh, with a, on a photo shoot with Susan. Um, we were going to do a story. We did a story on Smoking Hollow for that upcoming issue then, and 
we're standing there and she's shooting and Tyler Hellickson, who is one of the owners of Madre uh, and a friend of ours walks by and he's just like walking to Publix. And he started like, this is funny. We've told the story before. But he sort of like flirts that he has some ideas and then he goes to Publix. But we're still there. And he comes back from Publix and it's true with anybody. Like you just had this happen to you today, although we won't reveal any details. Like if you just are still there, and if you're, sometimes if you're quiet, people just say more. Anyway, so Tyler ends up giving us a little scoop on Madre, and that led us to realize that there was, we knew at that point that Dos Yoga was going in there, right. and then that led us to realize, like, wait a minute, okay, if Madre's been discovered, then these other spots. And so we start digging. You you discovered Crunkleton, right. J-Lights, all of these things. And so— I think it's really interesting what happens a lot, and it happened just happened today at uh, the skate park for their ribbon-cutting. If you have a nugget of information, and you say you have a nugget of information, how many people will just go, oh, yeah, and then just— let the floodgates, they just— Word vomit. <laughs> word vomit, everything. And you're like, oh, yeah, I knew that. And you're like, I didn't know that, but now I do. And and it's just funny how, if, as you said, if sometimes if you just ask the right question or let people, you know, ask the question assuming that you already know the answer or that you already have the information, what people will tell you. But that was really—that story, we were out there with Susan to shoot photos of the hollow and kind of explain to people— because all they knew was that Kane had gone in and built these big, tall, hotel, I mean, apartment buildings, mm-hmm. and they didn't know anything. Well, by just the few nuggets of information he gave us and the few nuggets we had from other places, it it all came together, and it turned out to be a much bigger story than we kind of planned because we could then show what was going to be in which space. Oh, it was so amazing because, you know, the first two, the first full spread of the magazine is sort of our our big visual, most significant story and buzz. And that's what we wanted the Smoky, Smoky Hollow story to be. And it was this lengthy Zoom interview between you and I and Kane and about the significance of the hollow and all of that. And, and that's what we were leaning into. But once we talked to Tyler, and of course, his own secret is his to spill, you right. know. Sister. But once yeah. once we realized he was there and, you know, he didn't sell anybody else out, but he was like, oh, yeah, I think that there's some knowledge about what else is going on in here. And then we were able to start kind of like digging from there. So uh, it turned into a four-page story where the second half of it was like, this is what's going here, this is yeah. what's going here. So all that to say— Two years later. As Brad said to me when I walked <laughs> through the door, I mean, there's so much to tell about this space and so many stories from that night. When I walked through, Brad goes, two years in the planning and 10 years in constru- 10 months in construction. He goes, but we're open. And, yep. and it was just, they were so happy. And it was, and I said, you know, speed kills. If you rush it, it might have killed the concept. And and the truth is, it's it was worth the wait. Oh, I mean, it's gorgeous. You know, I obviously didn't get to go and dine with you guys, but I've seen it and, you know, we've talked a lot to the team and I know who the, you know, that they have a phenomenal team there. And Well, I think it, we've talked about this a lot. Um, and I, I know that people are anxious for some new restaurants to open, mm-hmm. some new concepts. And it's been a while since a restaurant like a Vidrio or a Barubavana that are so intentional with the design and so unique have opened. Yeah, this is the first one of this scale to open downtown since 2017, which is the year that Vidrio and Brubavana opened. And so that's just, it's crazy to think that. Now locally we've had restaurants, right, locally owned. We've had some beautiful restaurants, Oak Steakhouse or Oku. Of course. Beautiful yeah. restaurants, but they're not locally owned. And so f- to me, that is significant. 
And the design is just the detail, the lighting, um, everything about it. I love, and you've, you've, I won't get this quote right, but you will. Tyler said the whole space is designed for serendipitous friend French, making. Friend making. Yep. And, and it very much is that way because the bar and the lounge area and the patio, you can't make reservations for. Mm-hmm. So that you just have to get lucky and walk in. Um, you make reservations for the dining room. And I'm going to tell you that we had small, you know, few small plates to try. Um, I don't think they had their liquor license that night. And so since they weren't selling liquor, they could, they had, they had uh, wine and they had um, one Madre Margarita. That looks so good. I know. It was very good. It wasn't probably, it wasn't spicy enough for you. Um, oh, well, but, I'll have to make them spice it up. So their their concept, of course, is sort of leaning coastal Mediterranean. What did you feel like, you know, <laughs> what were your impressions of the food or oh. what did you get to try? Um, the octopus was amazing. That was Lauren's favorite. The salmon crudo oh, was beautiful and delicious. It was just, I wanted to try as many different things and try, and all of yes. us were getting different things. I didn't do the dessert. I'm not a dessert person, but it was lovely. And you know, it's really interesting, and I probably shouldn't say this, but for all the restaurants that are struggling to find servers and talent, this one is not. Right. I mean, it is a rock star team. It's a rock star team, but it's also a lot of people have left other places because they wanted to be at the new it spot. Mm -hmm. And it is definitely that. That whole meet me at Madre, meet me in the hollow, the lights, everything about it. But I do have to tell some funny stories. I went on Friday night. On Thursday night, friends of ours, Max with NCFNB Podcast and Felicia, food photographer, food scene, um, they went. And about halfway through dinner, the fire alarm went off. No, that's right. Well, if you in a normal and a traditional restaurant, you know that your restaurant's not on fire, so you don't have to worry about. But when it has apartments above it, they have to evacuate everything, and they don't turn off the eh, eh, right. eh, until all of it is evacuated. So, God love poor Tyler. I was I felt for him. He goes, you know, it makes a hell of a story to tell. You know what I don't understand about that? You told me that you and I were at a Cachillo dinner. A couple months ago, and the fire alarm went off, and we didn't have to evacuate the restaurant, even though it was in the tower above us. But we were in the private dining room with the door shut. I think everybody sitting in the main dining room oh, had to. Just, I think they left <laughs> us in there. Funny. But they didn't turn the alarm off. You're right. The fire and department about, does not turn it off until everything's evacuated. God, that noise. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel bad that that was, like, their opening night that they've waited all this time for. Can you imagine being the person on the eighth floor of of an apartment building, and you just accidentally burn your bread that night, or you leave something a little too long, and you've smoked up your own kitchen, but now— your whole community has to be evacuated. I mean, exactly. Like, if you use an air fryer, like, mine sets the smoke alarm off all the time. <laughs> yeah, they would take your air fryer away <laughs> from would, you. It would, would be done. <laughs> they would. But, yeah, I'm very excited to go. Um, I know that, like, typically I'm a patio I'm trying person. to convince her to go after we tape this, but <laughs> she's got a babysit. <laughs> typically I'm a patio person, but from talking to you guys, mm-hmm. I think that this is an experience worth having inside. The, like cause What Costello did with the design is so intentional, you know, and the whole team, but that, that Costello realized. Um, and if you don't know him, experience. he did the interiors at Heights House. Mm-hmm. Among many, many, many other things, but that's one of the his signature projects in the city. And he and um, Tyler have been friends for a long time. 
um, he was there Friday night, of course, and explaining and talking about the lighting and, I mean, every detail. So speaking of details, we're going to share a pro tip with you that we probably should have shared with our sweet Lauren. <laughs> um, if you've been to Durham and you've been to the counting house and you've, you understand that the bathrooms when are frosted glass. Okay, so what that means is when they're clear, but when you go in and lock the door, the glass becomes frosted. Well, Lauren went in and did not realize that she didn't turn the lock all the way. <laughs> and decided, lucky for her that she went at a time that there wasn't four or five people strolling through the bathrooms. But she went back because she got something in her eye and she didn't lock the door. And the girl beside her goes, lock the door. This and is, Lauren, and, it, and the light bulb went off. Listen, if I could just, if you guys could visualize one of our editorial meetings. So I'm back, you know, this week. I'm and they're talking about the dinner, and everybody's still trying to. She still didn't quite get it yet, and she everybody's didn't. trying to explain to her like how it works, why it works, whatever. And I mean, just watching the light bulb come on, and then I was like, hold on. So Raleigh saw you pee. Like you didn't <laughs> lock it the first time. <laughs> What's so funny to me is if you stand there for a minute, you realize that some are frosted and some are clear. There is no sign, folks. So pro tip, you should always lock the bathroom <laughs> well, right. door. I am somebody who walked in on a Hurricanes player years ago at oh. Fox's Underground. Fun find. Uh, yes. No, it was not. <laughs> it was not. I was mortified. It was not my fault. He should have locked the door. Well, yeah. But— it's a great story to tell. It is. Yes. So but, if you don't see the frosted glass, the door's not locked. And if right. it's frosted, you no one can see you. Well, it's That's a very how, elegant you know, way of is. not having to put a vacant occupied or having to jingle the door to see. You can clearly tell if someone's in there or not. If you've been in one, it's super cool. It, it feels is. like you're in the future. You but Yes. Anyway, so Madre is officially open, open. while you're hearing this, and you should go there. And you should definitely go and get a reservation. Go there more than once. Yeah. Go sit on the patio. Go inside. It's great. A local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at Shop Village District, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word VILLAGE to 919-701-0202. into the mix of your go-to hot spots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours, 12 rotating craft beers and eight rotating fine wines, plus cider and bubbles. The mix has the perfect pour for everyone. Take flight with beer, wine, whiskey, mezcal, and tequila. Or not in the spirit, craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite. Sprawl out on the patio, post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, Catch the big game on multiple TVs or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit BottleMix.com. Yes, with two X's. So that's BottleMix.com. 
but to say it was a busy night for us um, <laughs> was an understatement. We started at 4 o'clock that afternoon with the sneak peek of Peggy's Whiskey and Cocktails. Yeah. And Peggy's is in the right-hand corner, front corner of Hibernian. I like to say it's um, Annie Betty's little sister. Right. Peggy's. Exactly. I don't know that everybody knows that Annie Betty's is related to Hibernian. Nobody gets that. Yeah. So that and I is had to explain that over and over again Friday afternoon. But um, Greg and Niall gave us the opportunity. They had not opened to the public. No one had had a drink in this space. It was so fun to invite some of the friends of the magazine. So we started at four o'clock. So you can imagine by the time six thirty seven o'clock rolled around, we got to Madre. But it was so fun to be in the space. It's it's intimate. It's very. It's smaller than anybody's. Mm-hmm. So it's small. It's intimate. Well, and anybody who's been in that front room back when they used to use it for Hibernian, they right. at least know the space, right. you know, even though it's different now. But but it has its own entrance from the actual corner, mm-hmm. and it's it's just that. It's got an incredible cocktail menu. You're going to love it. I mean, it's the, the drinks are fabulous. Um, Greg's worked his magic. So I saw the posts that you guys are posting from Charleston, and the cool thing about it was— it, and you can tell me if this is wrong, but this was the vibe I was picking up on. It had a very coastal feel to it. Like, I almost felt like, like, and by coastal, I don't mean literally, like, beachfront. I just mean, like, kind of southern, open-air, summery. Like, I almost felt like seeing those pictures that you guys were down the street from where I was, and then I could just, like, walk down the street and meet you. There was something about it being very open and, like— does it, yeah, does it not I, have that? That's the way the pictures came across. I think I think because they've gone with their bar stools or this beautiful um, sort of tangerine orange. Yeah, they're summery, really, right? Very yeah. summery. Yeah. So it's not the dark—I mean, there's all kinds of dark wood in there, but they've gone with that sort of light. It's a very different feel than being in Hibernian. Yeah, I think that um, was the thing. It looked—yeah. But it's funny. So um, a while back we were doing a story when the Rockford closed about— you know, several restaurant and bar groups that owned most of Glenwood South. And I was on the phone with Niall, and I said, before, mm-hmm. I, before I hang up with anyone, I always say, is there anything else I need to know? I mean, I always ask that question because I feel like I'm there's something I'm, you know, that's how we get some of our big tips. And he goes, mm-hmm. well, you know about Peggy's, right? And I was like, Peggy's? And he goes, Peggy's Whiskey and Cocktails. And I was like, let me tell you, and that's when I said, is it Betty's little sister? And he goes, you got it. It's exactly. It was an idea that he had pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Instagram had been there. How none of us had ever seen it. There was nothing on it. But it was, it was like five years old. Right. Yeah. It had been there for a while. He said, it's been an idea I've had, but we're ready to launch. And, um, I mean, obviously, Annie Betty's has proven that, I mean, they, they have a phenomenal cocktail Oh, absolutely. Program. And the vibe, too. Yeah. I mean, it's just so unique. So, and also, incidentally, on the corner of a building. <laughs> there's, a, there's a theme. They like, a th- they like something about a corner. <laughs> they like a corner hidden I, bar. And I like, you know, I get there some big places, you know. I mean, there's something to be said for the bigger's better, I guess. But I like those little small, intimate bars. Oh, I do, too. Yeah. I like—that's why I like Anybody's. That's why I like Foundation. I mean, there are a couple of them that I just— the merchant and and also in all those have in common very cocktail driven very intentional like the the picture one of the pictures that uh the magazine posted was you holding up one of the cocktails in the bar and it was a beautiful cocktail um in a unique glass and 
I don't know the name of that glass, so I'm not going to try. But I just think it's fun. We were just talking about this yesterday at lunch, like how there's more um, intentionality into what drinks go in what glasses. Yes. Uh, places like Dram does this and Relish does this where they actually, and many others, where they actually put a picture of the glass next to the drink. Gives you a better idea of what you're getting. I have glasses that I'm a big fan of, and then I have a glass that I'm really not a fan of, and it's not because the glass isn't great. It's because I'm not great. <laughs> I mean, I am really dangerous with a coupe glass. I I mean, a coupe is hard for me. I agree. And I also, it shows me which ones have ice and don't. And like, so for a tequila drink, for example, I like the more, I typically don't like ice. Like I I like like water with no ice. But with cocktails, I think I do prefer ice over the more martini feel. You know, like, uh, you know, it's just interesting. Let me tell you why. I'll I'll tell you. I was, I, I do not do well with really tall glassware. I sound clumsy and I guess I, I am. I don't mean to be. I don't spill I don't a lot think of stuff. You are a clumsy I, I, person. I'm from the woman who dumped two <laughs> drinks on my feet at the Holt Brothers event. <laughs> I did. I, I did. I, I was said more than two. I think I dropped three. But I was at. We, I was having drinks um, at Capitol Grill, and I'm pretty sure that their Prosecco champagne glass is at least twelve inches tall, really tall, thin. Oh, man. Well, let me tell you. A champagne flute scares right me. Right there at 6 o'clock, with place packed with suits. I somehow—food had just arrived. Somehow knocked my glass over. It shattered. Shattered glass and all the food. Shattered my oh, drink. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah that's it was, the worst. Yeah. My date was not happy. Not happy with me, and I'm sure the servers weren't happy with me. So from here forward, I'm like, anything in a really, really tall, skinny glass, I stay away from. I bought these beautiful flutes years ago, and after I used them one time, I was like, mm, these are not for me. They, they can just be on display. Washing them alone feels like you're going to break them. Yeah. I mean, they're so fragile. Oh. It's insane. Yeah. But, yeah, so I like the picture, so I can be like, that glass is not for me, which obviously— No, and a minute ago, I thought you were saying that you dropped them on your own feet. I was like, no, I did that. <laughs> no, I know no, you dropped I, them on my I, feet. Yeah, I definitely did. But Peggy's is open as well. Opens at 5 o'clock. It's a great place for a drink. I'm pretty sure they're open seven days a week. I can't swear to that, so look at their Instagram. But it is a great spot, and— Tell Greg we you heard about him from us. So we're going to mix it up rapid fire. I am going to question Gina, <laughs> at least two of them. Um, what was your favorite about visiting Madre, your favorite thing or dish or whatever? I, you know, I think for me, I've said many times on the podcast, I am not the foodie. I can't dissect a meal and tell you what spices <laughs> were used and why it's so, you know, my palate's not that refined. Atmosphere, my palate is very refined. Mm-hmm. I'm all about atmosphere. And the food was delicious. It's not that it wasn't. But for me to be in a restaurant that was just beautiful. Do you remember Costello's quote in our most recent April issue, I think, when we did the big update, it's coming, this is the team, whatever. Costello said that it was theater. It, it was, is. Yeah. And the way the light comes through the windows, the way the light is— Everything about it, it changes depending on what time of day you're there. I didn't get to sit at the bar, and that's my favorite place. Mm -hmm. And so I can't wait to do that. And I also want to go with you and sit outside now that lights are strong when it's dark. And Yeah, I think it'll be fun to do it the way Tyler described. Go sit in the hollow and have a drink and then move inside and have dinner. For sure. Um, What was your takeaway on Peggy's? Like, how is it different from Hibernian or what speaks to you? I go to Hibernian World Cup. I go to Hibernian <laughs> when I want 
good nachos or fish and chips, which isn't, I mean, so that's what I think of them for. Mm -hmm. Um, The Irish pub, yeah. Exactly. And I love the rooftop, you know, St. Patrick's Day, all of that. I will now go to Peggy's probably more often. Interesting. For a cocktail spot. I will go there for a cocktail spot. I love Greg's cocktails. I mean, I, you know, I'm a gin drinker. He has Mm -hmm. one gin on the menu. We made sure that he knew by the time I left. I was like, okay, a few more gins. Um, But I do. I I will go there for a cocktail. I like the atmosphere. I like looking out of the windows and watching people walk up and down the street. Yeah, I love that too. Yeah. What was – okay, so she was in Charleston while I was doing all this work. She was having fun. Her dad, shout out to him, was turning 70. 70th birthday. And so they went to Charleston, and that will be for another episode, so she's not going to tell you about nightmare travel. But (laughs) – I drinked myself. I know she did. She <laughs> called she called it. But what was your favorite bar experience? And you can only have one. I know. I knew you were gonna say that, but okay, I will pick one. Pick one. But know that I have three. Um, but one. One. So the first night we were there, we went to one six seven, which is but if you ask anybody the best oysters in Charleston are either the Darling or one six seven. That's an that's an argument for another episode. But the the interesting point about it is 167 does not take reservations. So they have around the side of the building a bar 167, which is their sister uh, restaurant bar. And I say restaurant because the closest we would have here would be like Beasley's and Fox Liquor Bar. So like, oh, if there's a way to Beasley's, you should go to our sister bar downstairs. And similarly, you can have like small plates, right? So bar 167 is a bar. You go up um, a flight of stairs. It's very alfresco, like patio, very Charleston. Um, I'll, this huge sign on the wall says drugs, which I think I put on our stories. <laughs> it makes me laugh because there's like another bar in Charleston that says prescriptions. Like it's like a thing. But anyway, and then there is also an indoor spot. Um, it's, it's just, it's amazing. It was all shaded. It, it felt almost like a tree house that inside, so, you know, we were outside. Say the name again of just the bar, not Bar the, 167. Bar 167. And it was perfect because they knew we were waiting. Even on a Tuesday night, I want to say they said 40 minutes. But by the time we went up the stairs, uh, had a drink at bar, bar 167, it was ready. I hadn't finished my drink, so I tried to go down the stairs with it, and that was a faux pas. See, <laughs> see that's my only problem. But I will tell you— I think that's that's an interesting concept. So it's so smart. Your restaurant is backed up. You've got to wait. You don't take reservations. Have a little bar around the corner where you can go and have a drink. You're still getting my money. Mm-hmm. You know? That's yeah, and perfect. they did have small plates. So for people that are like, ah, but what if I'm starving, which I right. think happens a lot, you know, um, they've got the small plates. I mean, it was a vibe. It was definitely, that was, I had planned the entire week and that was the only meal that my parents had planned and it ended up being my favorite. And maybe it's also because I didn't plan it, but uh-huh. it was a really cool spot. That's so, awesome. Highly recommend. I haven't been there in a couple of years, so you've made me want to go back. Oh, you must. Clearly there's a lot here and a lot happening. So stay tuned next week for more on a few of our brewery concepts that are expanding and a new project in Glenwood South. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon.
Want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues? Visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters. They come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Five-minute read keeps you up to date. And especially on Friday, dish on this, where to eat, where to drink, what to do this weekend. Subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com.